Because it is a holiday, and to uh, you know, for all for all of you out there, uh, it's just you know to wish you all a happy Labor Day. Um, Labor Day. <laughs> Many people. I don't know why. Uh, people confuse Labor Day, Memorial Day, all these different days. Um, but Labor Day, it's it's basically a celebration and acknowledgement of uh, social and economic achievements of American workers or workers in in the United States of America. Um, I didn't realize that it's actually a very old holiday. It uh, it dates back to 1894 when it uh, when it was signed in to become a national holiday. Um, the the basis of it was really uh, the labor unions, um, and we you know unions were formed because everybody talks about the uh, Chinese sweatshops, um, but that's what it used to be here. So the the unions were formed to to ensure that uh, the workers had safe uh, working environments, um, were paid accordingly, um, were not overworked, overtaxed. Uh, received proper benefits for the, for their labor. Um, you know, labor uh, the unions have been around for you know, way over a century, and um, and while they are definitely definitely great organizations, sometimes they have a little bit too much power, and uh, you know, people talk about you know, the. The, um, you know, especially like in Portland, Pacific Northwest, um, about police unions, break up the police unions, break up the police. But really, it's 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 all unions. They protect their own. Um, it's it's very difficult. I mean, we we've all known bad teachers, but it's very difficult to get rid of a bad teacher because of the union. Um, postal workers, basically everything. You 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 practically have to break the law to be let go if you're. Uh, Part of a union, so the union's job is to protect uh, their members. Um, so sometimes it may seem they have too much power, but you got to take the good with the bad. Now, unfortunately, this Labor Day is uh, is very different. Definitely not a celebration for all, uh, just because of COVID. Uh, COVID has. Uh, really hurt the workforce in many ways. Uh, I myself am a, am furloughed and uh, you know, I really do look forward to to returning to work someday, soon, hopefully. Um, but it is, uh, it's something we're all dealing with and we're all trying to get through. Um, it's not easy, uh, it's, it's been going on for months. Um, the, at least the unemployment rate has improved. Uh, currently, the unemployment rate is 8.4%. Uh, and it was as high as 14.7% in April. Now, they may it may seem uh, that that uh, figure is incorrect um, because so many things shut down. But um, just because the streets were empty, schools were empty, uh, you know, many people were working from home. Um, teachers were teaching from home, uh, so uh, doctors were doing um, virtual appointments. So 
even though it seemed like uh, the world has stopped, had stopped, there were still uh, a lot of people working just uh, in the comforts of their own home. So uh, right now the unemployment rate's 8.4, uh, and it was, you know, so it steadily declined. Um, March is when it began to pick up. Um, so hopefully, uh, as we come to some sort of normalcy, um, and with the introduction of a vaccine, hopefully within a couple months, the the unemployment rate will uh, keep declining. And um, let's hope next Labor Day uh, it will definitely be a celebration of us all uh, and the labor we we provide um, to keep this country rolling. And uh, we can kind of we can be at the pre-COVID rate, which was a very good rate of three point five. Anything under under four percent is a. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, um, people without jobs is not good. But if you can get it under four uh, percent, the economy, uh, the country is is actually doing well. So, uh, to all of you out there, happy Labor Day! Um, especially those who have worked extra hard during this time to uh, keep everything running. Uh, everybody's appreciated. And uh, those who lost their jobs or were furloughed, hopefully they'll be back in the workforce very soon uh, and contributing to our great country. Now, it is Labor Day, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this episode short. Um, I mean, I can't talk for 45 minutes about Labor Day and and labor. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, it would just be a bunch of fluff. But I do want to get back into something that was that just rubs me the wrong way, and my annoyance with TikTok. And I don't know if I've stated it on the podcast, but I've definitely stated it to plenty of people uh, that um, doesn't matter if. I like Trump, don't like Trump, you like Trump, don't like Trump. But his threat of banning TikTok, honestly, I'm all for it. Um, I just don't see any benefit from TikTok. I don't think it adds any, any value, except for the owners who are reaping millions, if not billions, from it. Um, I just think it's it's so much bad advice on there. Um, I mean, we see the... TikTok celebrities, which I use the term celebrity, very loosely. Uh, loosely, um, you know, I, I, I guess we can say pseudo celebrities, um, especially those out in California throwing those parties and different things. And uh, th- th- this is what is guiding our kids, our children, and we can't shelter our kids. And I, I've tried and. Uh, I know I, I, I can't be that tough. I can't shelter because when you shelter children too much, uh, usually the oppos- opposite happens. So it's a lot of battling, um, disputing those TikTok, um, those TikTok personas who are feeding our children a bunch of crap, <laughs> to be completely honest with, with you. Uh Maybe was it yesterday or the day before? I don't remember. Um, my daughter just, of course, school started, so 
Um, she expresses her annoyance with school. Um, but that's pretty much most kids. And especially virtual school is not easy. So I get plenty of complaints about that, uh, which is fine. Um, last year, she was a straight A student. Uh, so very proud of her. Uh, she she is a very responsible student. So I, I, I'll listen and uh, I won't get upset, but uh, I'll just try to keep feeding, uh, you know, positive and uh, realistic information to her. So she shows me a video and it's some TikTok female um, who is at, at most in her, her late teens. Uh, basically um, criticizing school and different subjects in school and how it um, how it is not benefiting youths um, and this is what we're gonna have to fight with this generation because uh, these are these are people who who have ears listening to them and these are who our children are listening to uh, I'm a product of this school system uh, my parents are a product of the school system. Their parents are a product of the school system. And, you know, this country has has become a world power with all our citizens becoming a product of the school system. And, and whether it's uh, public school, private school, charter school, curriculum is curriculum. Um, I spent uh, a few years in private school and uh, and also in public school. And in private school had... Uh, same types of classes. My private school is kind of small, so it didn't have the same electives, but the same core uh, subjects that the kids, well, I mean, let's be honest, I complained about it back then as well. Um, every school has that I had. So it's no different than today. Uh, the difference of today, it's actually with all the resources out there because of technology, it's much easier. Uh, you, you don't have to, I mean, I'm aging myself, I know, but I used to have a uh, an encyclopedia collection because that's how I had to do my research. <laughs> and um, I would say the majority of the population of adults uh, had um, actual hardcovers, had to go to libraries, carried around heavy textbooks. You know, we didn't have Google and, you know, even a simple calculator on a on a computer and spell check and all these different uh, tools and resources our kids have today. So it's, it's funny. They, they, they have it much easier, but they're complaining. I know that my, my daughter's complaining much more than when I was, when I was in school, but, um, but uh, this TikToker who decides to give her opinion. And let's, let's be honest, this podcast is me giving my opinion. But I try to see things various ways, and and um, I try to go with what offers the most value, what is the greater good, the most right. Um, you know, somebody who's in their late teens who hasn't lived life and has not been out in the real world has has no experience to really talk about things like that. But of course, it's closer to the age of our children, so that's. Uh, that's who, who they gravitate towards. So this person is obviously complaining. And then 
um, as, she, as she goes through her school history, she's mocking uh, from uh, the things that she learned about the ability to write a three paragraph essay uh, and knowing what the answer to three plus X equals seven, saying uh, none of this is gonna help her in life. And all these uh, different subjects she's been required to take, they're not gonna help her in life. And um, leaving school without knowing how to write a check and uh, how to obtain a mortgage or write a resume. Uh, in her words, real world uh, things that uh, people need to know to function in life. And of course, as I see this video and my daughter is, is cheering it on practically, I have to go ahead and dispute this and pretty much take it point by point. Um, and I, I mean, learning to write an essay, yeah, no, very few people are going to become writers or journalists or things like that. But learning to write an essay will definitely help. I mean, learning to write an essay will definitely help uh, writing a resume, a cover sheet for a resume. And uh, when you're in the professional world, world, different writing, professional writing documents, and especially emails. Um, how many how many people have their points or their their what their their message are trying to uh, convey? lost or ignored because of a poorly written email or, or presentation. I mean, I'm in the real world, uh, especially I've, I've, I've hired. And if an email cover sheet or an, e, uh, I'm sorry, a resume cover sheet or a resume, it's poorly structured. I don't even give that person a check and chance. So maybe writing an essay is going to help, but learning to write, learning to write uh, competent sentences, conveying your point. Those are things that are going to help you in life. Uh, checks. Learning how to write a check. Okay, first of all, I've been writing checks for what? Um, almost, you know, over 25 years. It's not that difficult. I can teach my kids to write a check in five minutes. And I don't write as many checks as I did 25 years ago. This generation, how many checks are they going to write? I mean, really? With bill pay. I mean... You have a bank account, you have bill pay, and you submit it, and the bank uh, sends the check. I mean, really, this is your point to write a check. Um, but you know, the math you learn in school is going to help you balance that account, that checking account, won't it? Absolutely. Even though it's simple math, many uh, many don't know uh, simple math. Now. Also, different math courses, um, whether it's algebra, uh, consumer math, geometry, business math. Uh, there's just so many different types of math, and in it, it can come it can come in uh, helpful in some ways. Um, you know, understanding ratios, rates, um, and also the various fees and um, and what what all the charges on a monthly basis because of APRs and things like that. Um, you know, you understand that part of mathematics. You also, you also can understand a mortgage and it's also going to help you understand what you could afford. So yeah. Is it going to help you out? Is school going to help you apply for a mortgage? No, but it's going to help you understand a mortgage. Um, the different rates, the different terms, uh, you know, 
whether it's um, loan to value, um, income ratios, income to debt ratios, different things. This is various courses of mathematics are going to teach you these things. So when it does come uh, to viewing the documents, uh, looking at the closing costs and things like that, it's a bunch of numbers. So you might not learn how to apply for a mortgage in school, but uh, you're going to learn to be able to understand what all those numbers are. And let's be honest, applying for a mortgage, you do it online. It's simple. It's all the paperwork that's uh, difficult to understand. And as far as the various courses that um, are required to be taken or uh, electives that um, that are offered that kids take, uh, let's be honest. You know, high schoolers, most high schoolers, by their freshman years, by their sophomore years, they don't know what their future is. They don't know um, what their career is going to be. Um, they may go to college. They may learn a trade. Uh, they may go to the armed forces. Well, by, by your sophomore year, you don't know this. So being exposed to all the various subjects, it, it can help you understand what really are you interested in? What is your passion? And which can guide you to your future. And if you didn't have these classes to take, you wouldn't know. Um, a, a family member of mine, a cousin, um, did well in high school. Um, what, decided to go to school, become an electrical engineer, a five-year degree. So basically at, at uh, 22, turning 23, um, he graduated with an engineering degree. And uh, then decided to go ahead and get a master's in political science. And after this is when he decided, you know what? I think I really wanted to get into law. So this is somebody who had advanced degrees, uh, studied a whole lot, but it wasn't until after finished the degree to realize what he wanted to do with his life. And he's a very successful lawyer. And actually that engineering degree came in very handy because uh, in his uh, discipline um, of patent copyright, one of the prerequisites is an engineering degree. You take two bar exams. So uh, those five years were not wasted. Um, and because of the prerequisites, there's not that many patent copyright laws. So you can get a very, very good, uh, make a very good living. Um, in that field, and he's the one very well. So it's good to be exposed to all, all, all what is offered before you decide what you're going to do with your life. Um, uh, you know, I myself, especially boys, men, the male species. I mean, we mature so late. Uh, girls, women, females, they definitely uh, mature much quicker than we do. And I'm not going to say everybody's the same uh, because uh, I have known um, men who knew exactly what they wanted to do early uh, early in life and they went with it. Um, it might not have been college. It might have been a firefighting or police or they wanted to be in the military. So I've, I've known plenty of people who, who did know what they want, but let's be honest, you know, we're not mature enough to 
even at 18, to know what we're doing with the rest of our lives. How many how many people switch careers midlife? Um, I know plenty. I, I I know I know people who were um, mortgage brokers and then decided to go into nursing. Um, and I know uh, others who who went to the armed forces but then became mechanics and uh, you, you know and were cops became carpenters so and of course you can go into the politics usually you don't you know, do that till later in life so uh, the notion that you already you should already know what you want to do and all these subjects are just a waste of time it's uh it's hogwash i tell you <laughs> such an old person term anyway it's uh it is not easy being a parent um but you know our kids our kids are uh, our greatest achievement in life and uh, guiding them is something i definitely take pride in uh spending time with my kids and you know the, the those those are moments in life you'll you'll uh, always have and always be able to share and always look back and and you know our kids don't appreciate us <laughs> when they're young, but they will appreciate us when we're older. So it's not easy being a parent, not at all. And with uh, the whole TikTok annoyance out there, it uh, it makes it even more difficult. But it is what it is. When I was in uh, school, I'm sure my parents had it. Um, things that they were annoyed with that they had to deal with uh, because uh, it was influencing me in a negative way or in a way that that uh, did not keep me in the straight and narrow. So it's a, it's no different than any other generation. But, you know, the most important thing is not to let our kids be that heavily influenced by uh, these pseudo-celebrities on TikTok and uh, keep them grounding, make them understand. And, yeah. We may annoy them, we may embarrass them, but uh, they do listen. Um, it may be stored in, in the very, very back compartment of their brain, but you know, you say things enough times, um, you know, they'll believe it. Um, no matter the obstacles, you still have to make sure you you guide them and don't give up. Don't uh, don't lose that focus. Don't let don't let uh, things like TikTok. Um, raise your children <laughs> because oh, and maybe we'll get lucky and it will get banned um, but those of you who work for TikTok I, I would not want you to lose your jobs but I don't want to add to the unemployment rate but uh, I, I don't like TikTok so with that I will end this abbreviated podcast uh, once again it is Labor Day so uh, you know, I, I do wish everybody a uh, a happy, healthy Labor Day. It's it's not a, uh, you know, picnics and barbecues and pool parties, uh, except for probably those stupid, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that, those uh, immature TikTokers in California who are probably having um, those uh, restriction-breaking parties. But um, try to enjoy uh, as much as you can of this Labor Day. If it's just spending time with uh, loved ones, with kids, um Enjoy the time. Uh, next year, uh, hopefully, we'll be celebrating Labor Day as we always do. So um, happy Labor Day, everybody. 
Uh, labor is labor is what keeps this country running. It's what keeps us functioning. And once again, um, uh, happy birthday shout out to you know who you are. Um, uh, <laughs> welcome to the Middle Ages. <laughs> um, so with that, I will end this podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, uh, topics you'd like me to discuss, uh, feel free to send an email t- to digging for something at arrow.com. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you could always leave me a voice message. Um, thank you for listening to this uh, episode of Digging for Something. I am JJ, and I will see you when I see you.